Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the podcast with Will Show. This is episode three for the month of December. I'm your host, Will, obviously. And let's see what Taves or Will's thoughts on some things going on in the world and in the states. Okay, so 20% of young Americans apparently have a favorable or positive view of Osama bin Laden. Yes, the guy that's responsible for 9/11. Now that means 80% of young people don't. So that's not horrible, but still. And of course, you see all these protests, like the pro-Hamas, like Free Palestine protests. You know, I mean, you have that idiot, like that Wilson guy in uh, Philadelphia that owned the contracting company, and apparently Yelp took off. You can't give them reviews, because I guess they were getting negative reviews because of him waking up praising Hamas. Talking about he didn't want to hear about any incident. I mean, Hamas murdered innocent women, children kidnapped them, raped them, burned babies alive. That guy's like a piece of shit. That Michael Wilson guy from freaking Philadelphia. He's some kind of contractor. He had some business. And like, they took off the Yelp reviews. Because I imagine they were getting killed on those reviews. And I imagine like those, like they were getting like some really bad reviews. So like... It was like, he was the guy that was caught on tape in Philadelphia saying he woke up happy and praising, like, Hamas. And then it... Yeah, like... He's a contractor in West Philly. Someone says he worked with many Jews in West Philly. Please use. <laughs> He's worked extensively with many Jews in this community. So. But yeah, that guy. I mean... So, like, I mean, he was an army veteran, apparently. This guy, he, he did a rally and spoke in support of Palestine shortly after his friends and family and friends were him with his name, email address, and photos at home were all posted across the internet. The phone online harassment called doxing, tells of public disclosure of stuff like that, and, you know, details. I mean, but you listen to what the guy said, and all the harassment he's getting is actually deserved. And then, you know, then let's see what else is going on. Oh, Senator John Fetterman, Pennsylvania, he's uh, pretty upset, and he's got to become the voice of reason that Democrats lately, which is shocking to me. A lot of things. I don't. I think he's against taking like Trump off the ballot. In states, he's like, you know, that just seems third world. Because it does. And then I think he was, I guess they're selling Pittsburgh-based U.S. steel to Japan's Nippon steel or whatever, Nippon steel. So he's not happy about that. He doesn't like that. 
And he actually has become kind of the voice of reason. And I honestly, personally, I just thought that he was not well to be a politician. Like a lot of them that are still in office, they're like either too old, Mitch McConnell, Joe Biden, the president, different ones. I'm like, they need to go home and retire. Him, I just thought he had the mental health issues and the stroke. I thought, is she even medically ready for this? So, I mean, you know, he's kind of being a voice of reason there, you know. Oh, and by the way, if you want to know, if you remember I did a thing I did a podcast earlier on, like, my thoughts on the McCurtain County Sheriff and all his, him and those people talking about, the county commissioners and people talking about, like, murdering, like, some uh, reporters and stuff. First off, my thought is, hopefully the people in McCurtain County will wake up and, I think his name is Sheriff Kevin Clarity. I hope those people work, wake up, and, like, you know, vote him out of office. Because the governor and them apparently found out, just because he said it, or was involved in the conversation. And, I, I mean, they, I guess the OSBI, the, the, aide, the attorney, state attorney general, and the governor are all like, well, you know. Although the governor did say... The governor said he couldn't remove him out of office, but he thought he should move out, remove, be removed from our office. The sheriff did not, like, he didn't retire. I mean, Kevin Clarity. So he is still there, and hopefully the people vote him out. And what I want to know is, you had the commissioner retired, resigned. But he said he knew, like, Hitman in Louisiana. I don't know why the FBI knows me. I didn't question him a little bit more about why he knows Hitman and how he knows our Hitman. Seems like that's a little, you know, criminal activity. I mean, you could at least press it a little bit more. I mean, I would think they wouldn't. Then you kind of got to wonder about missing people in that county and stuff like that. What happened to them? Well, these guys are talking. The sheriff and I don't know how long he's been sheriff and his commissioner, but, you know. I mean, sounds like hopefully the people in McCurtain County vote that scumbag out of office. I guess they wanted to kill some reporters or talking about getting rid of some recorders. I guess apparently the he the sheriff said that he had the equipment. He said he had an excavator. And said they were already pre dug or something like that. Or Jenny's responded allegedly. That's the commissioner. Couple of scumbags. <clears throat> but anyway, some of my thoughts are going into. We are, let's see, it's central time in Oklahoma, so we're 9:45. So we are little under, little over two hours away from. It being uh, 2024, two hours in Oklahoma, like two hours, 15 minutes, about 16. It says it's 44 right now. And then I guess an hour and 16 on the East Coast. Anyhow, though, so like said, so I, I guess like Colorado, I think their, maybe their attorney general said put Trump back on the ballot because we're talking about taking people off the ballot. I think Colorado's Attorney General said Trump was going to be back on the ballot after the Supreme Court, state Supreme Court said, took him off. 
And then I guess maybe Maine is trying to take him off. And so is like either the lieutenant governor. I think the lieutenant governor of California. Because I think, or it's like, they're lieutenant governor or attorney general. She's running for governor when Newsom's out, I guess. She's trying to take him off the ballot. Which California almost doesn't matter in a sense. But it's only taking him off the ballot for the primaries. California doesn't really make a lot of sense, I mean, to take him off the ballot because a Republican hasn't run that state in like a long time. I don't even think Reagan won it, and he was the governor. Let me see. I'm actually going to look that up and Google that right now. Let's go. Let's see. I'm going to Google it right now. Last time a Republican won California governor. Oh, wait. Last time. Not Republican. A Republican... Presidential. It won California. Won. Won the state of California. The lot. In fact. From 52 through 88, Republicans won every presidential election except landslide loss for Barry Goldwater in 1964. So, I guess the last time a Republican won was 1988. 1989 is when Democrats started winning California. So, it's still been a while. It has still been a while. So... Oh, and if you want an update on the NFL, Packers are beating the Bears quite handily, I believe. I believe it's fairly handily they are winning. Or at least at the half, I think. Oh yeah, it's no, it's fourth quarter. Packers are winning thirty to ten. So the Vikings are missing the playoffs. All right, and you know, speaking of the Israeli-Hamas war, which is still going on since October seventh, I saw a thing. It was like an article. It was like, why haven't the Palestinian leadership like accepted the peace deal and built a state? And then it showed like that. I guess Yasser Arafat's daughter's gonna inherit like eight billion dollars. That a boss guy and his sons are mil are multimillionaires. The leaders of Hamas or Hamas are in they're in like they're billionaires. They're living in Qatar, so I mean it's easier to steal the humanitarian aid, sell that, and all any money, and not build a state. And then you know, it's like the UN and all those like agencies are a joke as far as governing them. You know, I mean. They, I get like Israel's not perfect, but same time at the end of the day, I'm just amazed at people that support freaking Hamas. Anyhow, 2024, I guess that will be like in November will be the presidential election. We'll see if Trump's on it or if he's even the nominee. I mean, I think, I don't know, it's like a mixture, depending on where you look, who the number two guy is. 
person is, whether it's DeSantis, Florida, or Nikki Haley, the Vic Rosma guy, Rumsvia, or whatever guy, Rumskia, that guy's, he's interesting, he's entertaining. He just kind of gives zero, zero, zero fucks out there, I guess. You could say about it. Excuse my language. He's kind of like, he just goes out there. He's just calling it out, pointing people out. I mean, he told like Van Jones or whatever, like, if you just from CNN to shut the F up. He's like, I was like, I'm scared. He's, his words. Is that what he was saying, I guess? It's kind of funny. But I mean, like, my thoughts on 2023 are hopefully people wake up and start, you know, finally get better candidates for political office. I mean, because, I mean, you find people that are actually going to work hard for the people. Because the problem is staying in Washington is once you stay there, as most of these politicians, I think, are too concerned with holding on to power and staying there and getting rich that they don't. I mean, as I get, you can tell, like, people, like, some guys make problems, like, I'm going to do this or that. Like, they're, I'm going to do this or that, but they, they're one person, they can't do all that. Now, I think there's a difference between saying you're going to bust your, you know, and work hard and try to get stuff done. Because it takes a village to get stuff done in D.C. And sometimes, you have, you know, it takes a village to get things done, but you got to have a village of people wanting to work in the right direction and not their own self-political interests. I mean, so hopefully we get best and better candidates. Hopefully, like, you know, like, you know, we keep the economy going, you know, somebody, we get someone in office that's like, hey, you know what? Still getting suckered in, I mean, like, you know, we have, like, with the Israel deal, we have, like, the Houthi rebels and, like, the Syrian-backed Iran, like, you know, Iran, like, Quads force guys, they're terrorists, like, guys, and Hezbollah and stuff trying to attack our troops, and Iraqi militias attacking our troops. They're loyal to Iran, attacking our troops in Iraq and Syria and stuff like that. And on our ships and just other ships out in, like, the sea, the Gulf, you got the Houthi rebels in Yemen, which the Biden administration recently, the Trump administration made them designate them a terrorist group. The Biden administration immediately is coming into office, undesignated them as a terrorist group. Yeah. We still have a migrant crisis going on. No one in Washington seems to know what to do about that. I mean, a couple of Republican governors are kind of calling Democrats in their sanctuary cities bluffs by busing, flying migrants or busing them to these states. They're getting overwhelmed. But hey, I mean, you declared yourself sanctuary cities. I mean, your big guys in office, Hunter Biden, they're still doing investigations on that, going back and forth. They're maybe doing an impeachment on Biden, which anyone that knows anything about politics knows an impeachment doesn't really mean anything. Think about it. Trump was impeached in the House, and the House knew the Senate wasn't going to impeach him, was going to vote no. Same thing with Bill Clinton. He was impeached by the House, Senate. I think, I don't even know, was, I don't even remember if Nixon was actually impeached or if he left office and resigned before he could be officially impeached. And, they didn't, and then, you know, obviously the Democrats tried to, House, they wanted to, because I think they took the Senate seat, they tried to impeach him again, Trump again, even though he wasn't in office. Ridiculous. It's kind of funny. I mean, so anyway, though, there's all that. I mean, there's crazy stuff going on. We'll see what happens. 
Epstein's client list is supposedly supposed to be released in 2024 early. Why is it taking so long for it to be released? And why has no one been investigated and arrested for anything? I mean... I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, obviously his mistress or his lady, Ghislaine Maxwell or whatever, she got 20 years in prison. I think she's at the same prison as the Chrisley Knows Best people. I'm not sure. I mean... So we'll see, you know. Oh yeah, there was a video that showed up. I think somewhere supposedly showed a guy that looked like Epstein on a beach, like in Beirut or somewhere. I don't know where it was. Belize, somewhere. He was on a beach. Supposedly it was Epstein recently. Look, a guy looked like Epstein. I don't know. I saw the video somewhere or someone posted it. I don't know how accurate that is. It could have been old. Obviously with AI and stuff like that, someone could have generated his picture on there too. That's the thing. I mean... Anyway, I hope everyone has a good new year. I may do a fourth fourth podcast before the night is over. I don't know. We'll see. It's just a quick my thoughts. Oh, also, one last thing. In case this is the last one for the year, I would like to... Recently, I went to a funeral in the memorial service. A funeral for a... for a Marine. I did not have the pleasure of serving with this Marine, but, you know, I didn't have the pleasure of serving with this Marine, but I knew this Marine. I met him through the Marines of Tahlequah. Um, Jeff, Jeff Hutchins, he was a, uh, he was a Marine to serve with 123 back in Iraq. He was wounded. You know, he served with a lot of guys I knew, knew from, like, the tow unit. I mean... He was with the tow unit in Broke Narrow, which is, if you don't know, it's in Oklahoma. It's an anti-tank training company. It's tows, 0352s. They're usually anti-armor and regular weapons companies. There's part of the anti-armor platoon. So we have, that's the uniqueness of Oklahoma. It's like our infantry is a tow unit. He was, like, deployed in, in uh, November 18, 2004. He was injured. And... John Gobo, who was a Marine I served with, he's Staff Sergeant, he he was the guy with, he was like, he saved, I guess, he and other fellow servants helped save Jeff's life, you know, private immediate medical assistance stabilizing him. He was medically retired, and then, you know, he passed away recently, on December 20th. He was nicknamed the King of Telecall, which is awesome. There's a, I mean, that's, that's the unique thing about the reserves, I noticed, is, like, you can, like, go with a bunch of people from your town, and I even realized it, like, especially if it's a college town, like, there's a lot of connections with Marines, especially with the tow unit in Tahlequah, NSU, I graduated from there, you know, I mean, I met Dave, Carl, and, like, Jeff, and a bunch of guys, like, from there, Brandon, I met him through Chris, who was an army guy that was, lived next to me. And Brandon's son's a Marine now. Out of Penn Station, out of Pendleton. So, like, I met Dustin. met, like, I met a lot of guys through them. And that's where I met Jeff with Marines. Marines of Telecall, Marine Corps birthday dinner. I mean, he was a good dude. And, you know, good Marine. He'll be missed. Super Fidelis.
you know, there won't ever be another King of Tahlequah. You can have a moment of silence and then sign off. Well, that does it for uh, this episode of the Will Rawson Podcast. Or the Podcasting with Will show. <laughs> Alright, everyone, have a... If I don't... If I don't podcast again before the new year, hope you guys all have a happy New Year's Eve.